0: Yeah, Sedano and LZ. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. LZ in for LZ. And the entire crew in the house. LZ, good afternoon. How's it going, man? What's up, bro? I am doing really, really well, man. Really
1: well. I'm Coming in off such a, a good g- weekend. I'm in such a good space. I'm in such a good space that I was walking down the street, you know, just getting some exercise. Mm-hmm. And it hit me all over again, Scotty. Tell me. We got AD and LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was a random, like, realization. Like, damn, we got both these dudes for years.
0: (laughs) The rest of the league ain't winning ish. (laughs) I mean, this is the beginning, LZ. And and this past weekend was the beginning of the preseason, which I'm going to admit something here for you Mm -hmm. right away. You ready? ready? I've never in my life, ever. Watched an NBA preseason game. I generally I, listen. I stay away from NFL football during the preseason. You know, I even have this this thought like, you couldn't pay me to go to an NFL preseason game. And people are like, but don't you work on the sidelines? I'm like, not in the preseason. I don't. So I don't watch preseason sports. Uh, but I I tuned into both games this past week and including last night. In fact, I watched the Laker game much more than I was watching. The Sunday night football game last night between Pittsburgh and Buffalo which is an important game in the NFL it is so let me just ask you this question let me get this right out of the way here because I heard Mason in Ireland from the very beginning and Mason was going crazy THT THT what should we take away LZ from watching a young guy get lots of minutes put up points look really good Superstar players playing in the other uniform on the same floor. What should we really put into Taylor Horton Tucker?
1: That is a great question. Because there are a couple ways, Cap, to look at this. There is, who is he in the landscape of the NBA? And then is, what is he or what can he be for the Lakers who are looking to repeat? So let's, let's start with the first question. Who is he in the landscape of the NBA? All right. He's a second-year player, right? How many second-year players are you excited about? There's Zion, there's John Morant, and then who else? You got me. See? Right? 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 So it's like none of the other players, not saying they aren't good players, but in terms of name and brand recognition. THT, because of the way he performed on a nationally televised preseason game against the Clippers that had both Kawhi and Paul George on the floor, because he balled out, he's frog a lot of other second-year players who actually played and played extremely well for their teams last season, but because he balled out against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, yes, preseason, but he still balled out on national television, I would say that his name... Jumps right there as third or fourth, you know, depending upon how you feel about a few other players in terms of brand recognition, name recognition, expectations for a second year player. All
0: right, let so me just,
1: that, let me... that that already means that he was a steal for the Lakers. All right, Go so ahead. let me
0: ask you a question. So so when you say, you know, he he balls out last night, and that's right, he did. Uh big night, thirty-three points. He played forty one minutes, he went eleven for seventeen from the field, four for five from three point range. Guy had a really great night. And he has the endorsement of LeBron on Twitter saying he's going to be special. So, but you talk about it being on a nationally televised game last night. I mean, I'm just wondering what you think. Do you think America was watching this game on ESPN, or do you think most of America was watching Sunday Night Football? I think
1: ballers who love the league were watching that preseason game because of what happened to the Clippers against Denver, because, you know, the the Lakers were on TV and the Lakers just as a brand just does well, period, regardless of the time of season. But then also three, uh, THC just had a great game in game one Mm -hmm. that very few people saw because it wasn't nationally televised. So maybe the ballers who didn't see the first game tune in just to see what, what people were talking about. And were like, damn, that break and go. So he just helped himself tremendously. Um, by being able to just go out there and just play incredible basketball against a team that is still projected by some to win a championship and certainly is a team that has two top 15 players on it who played. And not only do they played, they got dunked on and ripped by this kid. (laughs) So I understand why
0: people are, are, are hyped. So, okay, so so the kid in your estimation does something because he's on the Lakers, game's on national TV, he's playing up against Paul George and, and against Kawhi, and he's making plays against them both on the offensive end and the defensive end. Yep. So, so, okay, so people get excited. So yep. now you say there's the NBA look. What does he look like to the NBA? What does he look like for the Lakers? Where does he take playing time to actually get on the floor so that it's not – because, LZ, listen, I can tell you this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of times in the NFL in a preseason game where a guy runs a kickoff back for a return for a touchdown and maybe he <laughs> doesn't make the team, you, right. you know? So, I mean, we see guys make uh, great performances at times in preseasons, and then how does it translate to the regular season? I would put that to you. Well, I, I think first you have to ask yourself, okay, based upon
1: what we've seen, how can the Lakers utilize him? You know, how does he fit in? Whose minutes is he infringing upon, given his skill set and size? You know, how versatile of the lineups does Frank Vogel want to have? Now, I saw a lot of people are saying this is the moment, like when Kobe pushed out Eddie Jones, right? Like, it couldn't be denied. The kid was just coming, and eventually Eddie got pushed out by a better player. Um, certainly from my perspective, This is just me. I have done zero reporting on this. But based upon my eyeball test, you can't tell me if you need a scoring punch that he's not an option coming off the bench. You ain't going to convince me that if given a choice and you're struggling to score, that you won't turn and see what he's got going on. Not because he shot four or five from three. Because to me, that's just a guy that got hot but because he was confident enough to take those shots regardless of who was on him. He was burying shots in PG's face. He was punishing Kawhi for leaking off of him to double Mark Gasol in the post and leaving him open on the perimeter hanging out on on that corner three. He punished Kawhi for doing that. So you're talking about a guy at 20 years old who, yeah, he shot the ball right he was hot the other night. Yeah, I get all that. But more importantly, he's confident. And you saw that confidence in the finals. You know the the real telltale sign, Scott, that a guy is confident?
0: I'm gonna Especially be a young here, guy? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to be curious to hear what you say because I, I think confidence is a great word to describe. Go ahead. What is it? He puts the ball on the floor regardless who's in front of him. Mm-hmm.
1: He put the ball on the floor in front of Kawhi. In front of Paul George. He didn't give a. He almost made me curse. He didn't <laughs> care who was in front of him, dog. He was like, "I know you. I know you're a baller, but I am too." There are other players his age. There's a couple of Lakers right now who wouldn't do that if Paul George or Kawhi is on them. They're looking to swing the rock, which is not a bad decision, by the way. I'm not poo-pooing the decision. That's not a bad decision. Those are great perimeter players with long arms and good instincts. But when you have a young guy who's like, I ain't scared of you, and I I got game two, and I'm about to put this behind my back and drop you off real quick, whether he is hitting four or five from three or not isn't the issue. The fact of the matter is you got a confident young man with some skill who ain't afraid.
0: And that, to me, is the first sign that you got yourself a real baller. The word confidence you used is very interesting to me because here's what I want to know. Yep. Where does this kid get the confidence to leave college after a year when he's at Iowa State? He wasn't at Kansas or Memphis or Duke, mm-hmm. Kentucky. He was at Iowa State. And according to the, the scouting reports, he had gotten hurt during his freshman year. So he And as John Ireland was telling us, he didn't get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. So where does this guy have the confidence to say – I'm one and done, even though I wasn't first-team All-American and I wasn't Zion and I burst onto the scene and, and I'm not going to be a lottery pick, maybe even not a first, maybe not even drafted at all, and I'm coming off of an injury. Where does this kid have the confidence – To have come out after his freshman year when most guys would go okay look i wanted to be one and done didn't work out for me i got hurt i got to go back at least for my second year so i'm now very very interested in where this confidence comes from and i think it's going to be certainly the storyline at least of the early part of the preseason so lz we'll talk a lot about that we'll get to the rams what happened thursday even though that's kind of ancient history by now but how this past sunday impacted the Rams, and we'll get to lots of NFL as the afternoon goes on. I do know that there is still talk because I read the the LA Times today ridiculing the Chargers, and we'll get to that story as the afternoon goes on and so much more to get to. All right, LZ, you ready to roll or what, man? Yes, sir. All right, I'm feeling your energy. I love the way you started walking down the street when all of a sudden I realized LeBron and AD ain't going nowhere, and now all of a sudden everybody's got their (laughs) pom-poms out for THT. Exactly, bro. They ain't going nowhere. We got them. (laughs) We're just getting underway. Sedano and LZ, Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Don't go anywhere. This is 710 ESPN. Yeah, Sedano and LZ. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Yeah. LZ, I love your energy today. Dude, I, I had a great Saturday night. Let me tell you really quickly about this because it Please was do. one of those it was one of those great sports Saturday nights. I feel like I watched everything that was on television. Saturday night, ESPN had boxing matches on. I couldn't tell you one guy that fought except this one guy named Nakatani who was getting destroyed in the early rounds and came back and won in the ninth round. But I was watching boxing on ESPN. Uh-huh. I was watching the UFC 256, which I'm not like a huge UFC fan. I don't make like if Conor McGregor were fighting, I might say, OK, it's an event. I want to see it. But uh-huh. I was watching the UFC fights, which were vicious, by the way. I was watching NBA preseason basketball. I was watching USC, UCLA, BYU, San Diego State, so any college football game I could get my hands on. Uh, It was just an amazing night of sports this past Saturday night. Rolled it right into a full day of NFL football yesterday and, and NBA preseason basketball last night. And LZ, here we are on Monday. What a weekend. That was a fantastic weekend. Fantastic. I caught a little bit of the Anthony
1: Joshua fight over in the U.K., um, wasn't great. I mean, he won by knockout, you know, but you know how it is, man. Like, when you get a sense that someone's fighting a soup can, you don't get too excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but uh, to your point, you know, two Laker preseason games, uh, tons of great football, and for me anyway, um, an opportunity to just sort of really concentrate on the two, what I think are two, maybe three, MVP candidates. But I think definitely two based upon the history of this award in the NFL. You got two right now that are standouts above and beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. and then it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron got four more touchdowns, no interceptions yesterday. Threw for three, ran in for one, no INTs. Patrick Mahomes had a rough going. Against that Miami squad that Jared Goff had a rough going against. Right. Um, you know, two touchdowns, three interceptions, but he didn't look like himself. And <laughs> this may sound silly, but I don't care. Watching Patrick Mahomes struggle against Miami mm-hmm. made Jared Goff just look better.
0: Made him <laughs> no look better. Question. Listen, nobody knew when the Rams went to play the Dolphins. Nobody knew that the Dolphins were any good. And they've proven to be good enough to be 8-5 and five and keep the game close against the Chiefs. But the reality is when the Rams went to play them, Nobody knew how good Miami's defense was. And you mentioned the interceptions that Mahomes had yesterday. That's Miami's defense getting all over him. Not only did he have interceptions, but did you see the time he got sacked where he was rolling back and back? He lost like like 30 yards. yards. Yes. (laughs) So so it does make Jared Goff look a lot better. I agree.
1: It makes him look so – and because it made Jared Goff look better, I look at that loss totally differently now. I agree. I'm with you. Totally differently. Yep. I'm with you. So so it was a good weekend for those of us who are Rams fans because the thoughts of the Super Bowl are a little less ridiculous at this point in the season when you realize that, okay, we've lost four times, right? Two came against the defending NFC champions. One against that defense that just gave Petch Mahomes fits. And the other one's a last-second loss to the Buffalo Bills, who, by the way, is also a really good football team, apparently.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a good weekend. It was a yeah, good weekend. Yeah, good weekend of sports. Um, the, the story, though, that has made it you know really kind of the front page, at least here on 710 this afternoon, is the Lakers preseason. And one of the things we haven't really talked about quite yet, LZ, is we were just getting going, and everybody's talking about this young man, Talon Horton Tucker. The one thing that really fascinates me is when guys can play, and as you said earlier, he's got grown man strength. When yep. guys can be 19 years old, 20 years old and really already be able to compete like last year that kid from the miami heat hero every time they told me that he was 19 years old or 20 years old i went how how is that and i felt terrible because my 20 year old son is sitting right next to me going look at this guy he's 20 wow unbelievable (laughs) and my son's looking at me going I know, I mean, not, not everybody's, like, in fact, he's one of 10 million. You realize that, Dad? <laughs> you know, stop looking at me like I'm unaccomplished. You know, he's one in 10 million. When, when you're a Fernando Tatis Jr. and you can become a number one, two, three, four type player in Major League Baseball at 20 or 21 years old, when you're this kid, THT, and you've, the word you used was confidence, when you've got this kind of confidence at this age, I'm just fascinated by it. i got to learn everything I can find out about this kid. Well, I, I, I would tell you this.
1: Uh, He's from Chicago. And Chicago ballers, they're confident. They're confident, man. You know, especially those who are black and brown. Because oftentimes, you know, those ballers are coming from neighborhoods where you need to be tough just to survive, just to get to school. You need to be tough. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of Googled, because I knew he was from Chicago, but I didn't know where school he went to. And then I found out he went to Simeon. And that's the answer to your question, dog. Simeon is the school in Chicago for ballers. It's a baller factory. This is where Derrick Rose went to school. This is where Jabari Parker went to school. There are so many ballers. Bobby Simmons went to school there. There are so many ballers from this one particular high school. Ballers that you know. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is from Chicago from this school. Simeon. so you ask why why is he so confident he's confident because he went to one of the iconic schools in his city balled out his team won three straight city championships the first team to do that from a high school since the 60s so when you ask you know why is he so confident he's so confident because he came from the hood He balled out at the school where all the ballers from the hood go, and he came out on top. Three straight city championships. I tend to think, in fact, one of the guys from the school has a 30-for-30 after him. As I'm reading, Benji, Benjamin Wilson, 17-year-old kid from Simeon, has a 30-for-30 for him. Unfortunately, he passed away and didn't get a chance to get to the league and do some of the things we're seeing THT do. But he was so damn good, Scotty, that they did a 30-for-30
0: about what he could be. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for this kid to go to Iowa State, again, he wasn't a one-and-done factory like at Memphis or Mm -hmm. Kentucky. He didn't go to Duke where he got to play on national TV every game that he plays in. This guy went to Iowa State and got hurt and then decided to come out in the draft and Wasn't going to be a lottery pick, apparently, and barely, barely got drafted. I mean, late into the second round. So you got to have a lot of guts. You got to have a lot of belief in yourself as a very, very young kid to go, yeah, I'm out of here. But wait, dude, you barely played. And when you played, you were good, but you got hurt and you didn't play. You got, you need another year. At least he wasn't having, he's like, I'm on, I'm on my way to the NBA. I mean, he knew obviously, and the scouts all knew who he was when he was probably 14, 15 years old. Yeah. But. For him, I mean, he doesn't look like a twenty-year-old guy to me at all. I mean, he looks like he's thirty-five. Well, he—he, he, t- well, to me, he looks like a kid. But
1: physically, he, he he has clear, you know, maturation, right? But when you look at his face, you can see a kid. I just looked at his high school photos. Yeah, he looks the same. He yeah. looks like he did in high school. He's a kid. You look at his that. body type. You look at his body composition. You know, it's—it's a—it's a, it's, it's a kiddish sort of body. So I hear what you're saying in terms of when he look at him ball against other players.
0: But when I look at his face, I do see a kid's face. Funny, because when I see a guy like Joe Burrow, I look at him and I go, oh, my God, he looks like Anthony Michael Hall in 16 Candles. I mean, he looks like a little nothing kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. All right, listen, we got a lot to get to. We've been talking, or at least we started today, talking about what happened this weekend with the Lakers back in action. Let us turn our attentions to what's going on with the Rams, but not so much because, remember, it was Thursday night when they destroyed the Patriots, but it's what happened yesterday and how it sets up the Rams. We'll get to that coming up here on Sedano and LZ. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, yeah, man. It takes two to make the thing go right. LZ, how much of this song do you think you know?
1: Oh, bro. Let me think. Outside of the chorus? Ah, oh, man. Maybe a fifth? Mm. You? Can you three, do it word for word? Three fifths, I'd say. Three fifths. Three fifths?
0: Yeah, three kind fifths? of like, like Rapper's Delight. I'm probably about 3.75 fifths. And like Run DMC songs, like around like it's tricky around that era. I'm about uh, four fifths, I'd say four fifths. Mm-hmm. You know the thing is, is that
1: you know pot is really sneaky. It makes you think it's not impacting your life, and then it takes two come on, and you can't say the words, and I go, oh man, <laughs> Mary got me again, man, MJ, you got me again, girl, <laughs> you got me again, sneaky,
0: you sneaky girl, you sneaky. God, I hate to admit it, but as I'm thinking about these songs now, it takes two to make the thing go right. It's tricky to rock a rhyme. To rock a rhyme, it's right on time. Um, it's rapper, Yeah, rappers delight. Um, even things like, um, oh, man, gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the song. But uh, what, what's the guy's name? White guy rapper for had like two songs. Um, uh, White Miami. guy rapper. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, Vanilla ice, ice, ice Ice Baby. I'm probably wait. about 3.75 ice, of fifth. Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. yeah, I'd say about Vanilla 3.75. Ice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't know anything besides Ice Ice Baby.
0: That's the only part of the song you know. You don't know "Take Me" because only... I'm a lyrical poet. Miami's on the scene, just in case you didn't know it. My Town, you didn't know that What's, part?
1: What song are you singing?
0: That created all the bass sounds, no?
1: No. No, nothing. No, all can't, right. Can't, can't, can't help you. But, but mm. I will say that every now and then, I am surprised by my ability to pull lyrics from songs, and I've not heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the disco song "and Laura, get ready for a girl"? Are you familiar with the disco song "lovin'
0: is really my game"? Lovin' is really my game." Yes. I don't know it by by title. How about how about artist who sings? Who sings? Uh, I th- I think they called Brainstorm. Okay, got it. Still still
1: don't ha- still, still don't, have don't get it. it. So I was like. I was on a drive, and so I just just said, you know, put in disco, right? Mm-hmm. And Siri was just playing disco, and like a lot of the numbers, you know, you know, I will survive, and blah blah. blah. You know, obviously those I do know, but then loving was really my game came on, mm-hmm. and I hadn't heard this song maybe maybe since I was like in middle school. Okay, got it. I was shocked. You knew it. At, that I knew the words after not hearing this song for so long. Mm-hmm. And and Laura, that was your cue. Do you do you have the song yet? I'm not <laughs> running the board. Sorry. You're not running the board. Who's running the board? That was a cue.
0: That it? It's the paylet.
1: <laughs> you were supposed
0: to be slowly uh, bringing it in. We're supposed to be on the same page. Man, I really want to hear that song now. I really, I'm I'm curious if I know any of the words. Here we go. I got you. All right. Here we go.
1: Alright, so far I got zippo. Boogie don't in me.
0: DeMarco's feeling it.
1: Dude, this song came on and I knew the words. And I didn't know I knew the words until it started playing. Wait, <laughs> right, here's my favorite part. <laughs> you probably that you passed me by.
0: I got what you need. Uh, 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 uh. What would you say you are in one out of of five? What are we, a one out of five here? I've been bragging about my 3.7 fives out of fives with it's tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme that's right on time. It's tricky. This this is a solid four and a half. Oh. Plus,
1: I double dog dare you to play this whole song in your car and not dance. It is a
0: total dance that no one's looking kind of dance. This would be the kind of song that if I were at a red light, I'd be dancing. I wouldn't even be picking my nose at that point.
1: No, you don't pick you your know. nose to this song. No, no,
0: no, no. You, you dance pick to your nose song. to ballots. Yeah, no. Just a lot yeah. of times when I'm at a red light, I just sit there and pick my nose, and like then all of a sudden I realize somebody's looking at me, and I'm like, oh man. How many red lights are you picking your nose at? Just about all of them. Yeah, I kind
1: of appreciate that actually.
0: Yeah, I mean it's either that or I'm on my phone while I'm at a red light. Hmm. You know how it goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sedano and LZ on a Monday afternoon. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Everybody, hey, so LZ, let me ask you, give me an opinion here. So the Rams destroyed the Patriots on Thursday night. And I think that Mm -hmm. to your, you know, you were saying it earlier when, when the Rams lost to the dolphins, I don't think many of us knew how good the dolphins defense was. And I think many of us overreacted and beat up on Jared Goff about his performance. So now you see that the dolphins are good enough to stay with the Kansas city chiefs, by the way, with a rookie quarterback who's been in and out of the lineup. So, so, when you look at the Rams today, after the win against the Patriots, and you look around the rest of the NFC, New Orleans got beat by Philadelphia with a rookie quarterback making his first start. By the way, did you catch any of that story this weekend? I did. I like Jalen Hurts. I always liked him. I feel like if you're, if you're a team like Philly, and you feel like you've got one of these style of quarterback talents on your team, play that dude, especially now. So... Philly beats New Orleans. Uh, Seattle beats a really bad Jets team. The Packers get by the Detroit Lions, your hometown, kind of get by Mm -hmm. the Lions. So I'm telling you right now, I don't think that the Rams have played a complete game yet. I think they're just getting better. As long as they don't turn the ball over or miss field goals on special teams and cost themselves points with that defense and with, A real running game, LZ. Mm -hmm. I think everybody that told me I was an idiot four or five weeks ago for still saying that the Rams are a Super Bowl contender, today do we feel different? Are the Rams a Super Bowl contender right now?
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And the beautiful thing is, and you mentioned it earlier, Scotty, is that They're starting to peak at the right time. They're getting better and better and better. I thought the season that they went to the uh, Super Bowl, they may have peaked too early in the season. And obviously, Todd Gurley's health peaked earlier in the season because by the time postseason came around, you know, we... (laughs) Let's just say our running game struggled. We'll Mm -hmm. put it that way. Mm -hmm. But this go-round... I mean, Cam Akers, to have his best game of the season at week 13 is what you want. You know, best game of the season in the second week, the third week of the season, and then teams start to begin to figure things out and tendencies and blah, 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 blah. That can hurt you come week 16, week 17. But the Rams are revving up. Jared Goff is revving up. That defense is starting to celebrate. Did you see that during the match against the Bucs? They were partying out there saying watch me I'm about to get one too now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like it was amazing to do it against the Bucs and then when the Patriots came into town they were even celebrating even more. And so I'm looking at this team that's growing in confidence, There's growing in continuity, that's having great individual performances, but more importantly, fantastic, cohesive team performances. To your point, when they are actually stringing this all together, where the defense, special teams, or offense are all clicking at the
0: same time, who is beating this team? Um probably kansas city but i don't know maybe but i don't and and that's still a maybe right that's a maybe and i don't know about anybody in the nfc i here's the thing go back two weeks ago where they lost to san francisco i wailed about this on the air when you have three minutes to go in the game and you're in a tie ball game you run the football you eat the clock you position to win the game you don't throw the ball on every down stopping the clock on (laughs) stopping the clock on incompletions It's amazing because we always talk about offense, defense, and kicking game. But throw on top of it the coaching staff and communication. Remember, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new special teams coordinator. There's a lot of changes that have happened to the Rams staff. And it, it seems to me like everybody, all three phases and coaching, everybody getting on the same page really with what are we trying to do. And running the football sets everything else up on offense. It was a missing piece to the puzzle. And all of a sudden, the running game is looking better than ever before. And to me, that's what makes the Rams more for real than at any other time during the season. That's how I feel about it. No, I'm I'm with
1: you. You know, and and you mentioned the running game, Cam getting his legs and figuring things out, and his use and his usage. That's huge, man. That is huge. You can't tell me. Actually, I won't speak for you. I'll speak for myself this matchup against the Patriots, and I realize, listeners, that this was a game that happened you know, several days ago, but I still think it's important heading into the rest of the postseason, the rest of the regular season anyway. When you're watching their run offense just shred the Patriots, and you know we went into the Super Bowl without a healthy star running back, don't you wonder what we would have done if Todd Gurley was healthy?
0: Could have been a don't very you wonder? Team. Could totally have been a different team. Different team could have been a very different game. Uh, that that whole the the way those playoffs, you know, the the way Todd Gurley was not the same player, and the way C.J. Anderson had come off the couch to really carry the running game. Now you've got all these young, fresh legs, and if yes. you can, if you can run the football, if you can protect Goff, if you can get the receivers involved in the screen game, if you can find running backs in space, if you can if you can then open it up to tight ends. I'm telling you, it changes everything having a running game. We'll talk more about it as the afternoon goes on. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. LZ Granderson hosting his own show as always. Coming up next, though, as we're getting ready tonight, by the way, LZ, for Monday Night Football between Baltimore and Cleveland. By the way, I've, I haven't been this excited about a Cleveland Browns game in my entire life. I'll explain why later on. <laughs> but coming up next, what you need to know. Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN.